There are new studies and reports out over just the past few days regarding the degree of violence that BC healthcare workers are subjected to on a daily basis. Here to talk more about it is the president of the BC Nurses Union. A pleasure to say good morning to Amon Graywall and welcome to our show. Good morning, Stan. Thank you for having me. Nurses have a commercial out right now, Amon, that most of us have seen several times in which a nurse has someone yell at her and throw something at her. And then she turns and looks at the camera and says, does that shock you? Well, it happens to us every day. Tell us more about that, Amon. You were a nurse at Surrey Memorial, and I'm sure it happened to you more than once. Absolutely, more than once. And it's happening to our nurses daily throughout the province. Uh, Nurses are exposed to real violence in the workplace. They're getting punched, kicked, grabbed, uh, spat on, verbally and sexually harassed. And, you know, they are uh, getting concussed. And, uh, you know, when they get hit, uh, I've heard of a nurse just recently who had her nose broken. Wow. Um, yeah, there's, uh, it's just endless, the different types of violence that is taking place. And you would think that this would be a safe place to go. You're in a hospital setting or a community setting and you're caring for people. There shouldn't be violence, yet that is what is happening. It's um, very dangerous work and it's underreported and understudied across the healthcare system. And I'm betting a big buck here that when you were in nursing school, Amon, no time whatsoever was devoted to personal self-protection and defensive measures. No, uh, that was never even on our radar. And, um, you know, just what you're saying there is personal protective. You know, it puts the onus back on the nurse. And uh, when you talk about uh, protecting yourself, that should be somebody else doing that for you. You shouldn't have to be working and thinking, am I going to get attacked or assaulted um, while I'm trying to care for someone? So now the government has acknowledged the degree of violence that occurs against healthcare workers, nurses specifically, and there's now some in the in the works. There's a a, a measure to provide 300 more security personnel spread across BC hospitals, expected to arrive within the next few months. Couple of questions there. First of all, is it soon enough, and does that represent enough security personnel to take care of business? Um, the sooner the better, uh, yeah. seeing the level of uh, violence that's taking place, uh, the sooner that they can get them hired and trained is most ideal for our members who have been suffering and have been injured. Um, but we will take whatever we can get in the interim to start supporting the system. Is 300 or more uh, enough? No, but it's a start. What we right. need is throughout the entire um, province in all our work care workplace settings that uh, we have protective service security officers. So we want hands-on uh, security officers that can deal with situations they can de-escalate um, because that shouldn't be the role of a nurse sure. to be having to respond to a code white to de-escalate because that's what's happening right now security shows up but they can't go hands-on because that's not part of their mandate and only a, a protective service officer and the keyword there is officer um, is allowed to do that and they need to have that training 
So that's what we've been asking for decades and uh, are continuing to uh, wait to get. Amon, you also talked about the fact that this violence, this escalation of violence on a daily basis across the province is dramatically underreported. In fact, there are only two regions that have statistics available at all. Why the underreporting? Why, for example, does, does the media have to file freedom of information access requests just to find out about something as prevalent as <laughs> violence against staff? Well, one of the things is that it's time-consuming. There isn't a single reporting system out there. And so a nurse who has been injured is now having to take time out after being assaulted to report this, be seen, depending on the extent of the injury, in Mm -hmm. emergency, etc., or reporting it also to their family physician or urgent care. And then um, they're reporting it to a call line and that call taker is taking the information or you're leaving a message and then you're repeatedly having to say the same thing over and over again. And, you know, if you're dealing with, let's say, a concussion and you're trying to deal with the headaches and everything that go with that and to have to continuously keep on uh, reliving the event, first of all, and um, spending the time to do that uh, while you're trying to also heal. Um, that's one of the things. The other thing is, um, you know, the nurses uh, just get discouraged. They sure. see that nothing's going anywhere. And so they're like, well, you know, if I report it, it's not going to go anywhere. Nobody does anything about mm-hmm. it. We go through WorkSafe BC, um, but a lot of times uh, I believe that, uh, you know, they're just not reporting because there is that feeling. It doesn't uh, go anywhere once they've reported it. Do you think the people of BC have a greater understanding, even in the wake of your rather shocking commercial, of the degree of violence that happens against your profession uh, regularly, so regularly, Amon? No, they don't have an idea of the weapons that come into our work sites, um, people who either have mental health or addictions issues that are needing and seeking treatment, um, and they're not in control of what they're doing at that time. And, uh, you know, their behavior is, uh, it can escalate and uh, they can do damage. We've had uh, nurses that have been struck with, uh, just recently at St. Paul's Hospital, there was a nurse that was uh, struck with an improvised weapon, which was the closet rod, a metal rod was turned into a weapon. Wow. And, yeah, so it's, you know, it's shocking, but yet for a nurse it's not shocking to hear that this took place because, we hear about it so often Mm -hmm. and um, you know we don't have those uh, security scanners to you know walk through when you go to big uh, major events we don't have those in hospitals so you don't know what uh, somebody has and I mean even that also goes with the um, substances like carfentanil you know if that's in uh, somebody's possession, and our nurses can also be exposed to 
um, toxic drugs. Yeah. Well, I hope this conversation in some very small way, Amon, helps people in British Columbia, especially here in Metro Vancouver, to come to a greater understanding of the element of risk that is so prevalent in providing health care to British Columbians. And and hopefully uh, that something soon will be done to alleviate it. We thank you for this very much. You're off to Ottawa, hopefully to get some good news from the first minister's meeting on health care. We'll have a chat about that in a couple of weeks. Thanks for that, for this this morning, though. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Sterling. Take care.